We are up to Davkuf Vav Omer Aleph in Mesech Teksubis. We are nearing the end. Okay. So the, we were talking about, the last thing we were talking about was about the Kurim, giving, bringing to a Tamil Chacham the Kurim. And prior to that, we were talking about whether a judge can take payment for their work. And the Gemara really frowns upon it. And... Um, <clears throat> And um, so what's going on here? <clears throat> and, and we said the only thing you want to do is take agar betela, work for, you know, pay, getting paid for taking off other work. And we said, if it's work that is not so obvious, you know, sometimes a casual work, that it's a mechur, a dain. It's, it's mis for such a dying to take money. But if it's something that's very obvious, then it's not mis, then you have to get paid. You know, it's the time you took off. Why should you incur a loss? So how is it that today they only get paid quite nicely? So Traces gives two general rules. One is it, when the whole Gemara is talking about taking money from individuals, but you're taking money from the community at large, then the community at large should have a bezin, and therefore, you know, you want to support the bezin, make sure that they can exist. So therefore, that's permitted. But that doesn't explain what happens today when every individual has to pay to uh, when they go to a dintera. So the other answer to this is there's a difference whether the dying is a casual dying or a permanent dying. The Lord is a dying. This is his, this is his livelihood, and he has to get paid as a livelihood. If a dying has another livelihood and he just takes off work to do to do dayanus like Mondays, like Thursdays or something, then such a dying, or you know, just when a dintera pops up, it might be two or three times a year. Otherwise, he has a full-time job, and such a dying should not get paid directly. But even that today is different, I guess, because we have far fewer people capable, and uh, and so therefore, <clears throat> they, it's like this is their job, even though they 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 don't work all the time, but they have to be available. So maybe that's hetter. Uh, but it's like a problematic, especially when they charge excessive fees. <clears throat> Anyway, let's continue. So we're up to the Gemara, talking about Bikurim. So up to the Gemara here, on Kuvav Amad Aleph, right after we learned about Elio Rab, and he was to Onan, what he did there when he uh, misled another Dayan. Uh, you know, and, and not deliberately, but for that. We're up to about eight, nine lines from the top, it says, Vishnei the Rabbi Yisif, in the years of Rabbi Yisif, Havid Ischa. The Hashem was angry, it's an expression, it means there was a hunger, there was a famine, and Hashem was angry. Otherwise, why would there be a famine? Why don't you today? He said, Take had such a large yeshiva that when the rabbis would finish the yeshiva, most people went home and they still remained behind. Train Alpin Umasan Rabbonin. 2,200 Rabbonin would stay behind to eat uh, the dinner with them. <clears throat> time of hunger, he didn't. I should daven. I don't have so many talmidim. In other words, I'm a much lower level. How in the world do you know that he still had 2,200 talmidim stayed behind for meal? That the mishoros of Elisha said, "Ma what can I give before a hundred people? What do you mean, my lift name may? What do you mean, in front of no, where do I have enough to, sufficient to give to a hundred people? Um, because the Pasik says that he had 20 loaves, <clears throat> before, 20 loaves and lechem 
and that's 21, and then says the caramel is 22. So you had 22 loaves of bread, and this Bashar is saying it's not enough to feed 100 people. My lift name Mayish. What do you mean in front of 100 people? Elan, who called the major 22 loads for 100 people. Which David said, it's too heavy in a hunger year. That's an unbelievable amount. What do you mean? What's he complaining about? I don't have sufficient. Ella must be the kol chad v'chad kamim meish. Every loaf of bread was for 100 people. And he had 22 loaves, so we know he had 2,200 people. Kevin Mipta talking about how large the yeshivas were in those days. Can we meet you about me now? When the yeshiva we leave Rav's drushes, Habifaisha Alpha Mustaban remained behind 1,200 students to join in for the meal. So who, you can imagine how many thousands there were during the year. The day Rabuna then move on to Rabuna, Habifaisha Tamna Meraban. He had 800 Tamidim remaining behind for a meal. Rabuna have a dodge but place Amaroi, but during the shear itself, it was so huge that one Amoida, Amoida is like the, the person who, who screams it out loud so everybody can hear. One Amoida would be totally insufficient. So he had 13 placed strategically all over so that everybody could, they would repeat what uh, Rabuna said. Ki have the Rabbanim, the Rabbanim, the Rabbanim will stand up from the yeshiva of Rabuna, the Nofzig Lumayu, and they, were, they sat there for hours and they shook. If you remember, we learned a long time ago that Rabunah's yeshiva, they sat, they went in, nobody walked out. They walked out, that's why some of them, a lot of them couldn't have children because they had, they, they, they held themselves in for such a long time. So uh, <clears throat> when they would stand up finally from the Shirahuna, Nafjiglamaya, they would shake out their clothes, Habisolik Avoka, dust would fly up, the Chosilayim and cover the sun. There's so much dust. The Ami Marav and Israel would say, oh, Komu Leim and Mesifta de Rabunah Bavla. They just stood up from the shiva. Either they saw all the way from there what was happening, or they just knew roughly what time it is, and they would say, yeah, now's about the time when the dust goes up to Shemaim. When the Rabbanon would leave, this is like a generation later, they used to have 400 remaining behind for a meal. The They called themselves Yasmin. I'm not the asking is like we're often we have so many so many less students. I don't really understand what the one means because we're not talking about the number of students that came to the share, we're talking about the number of students who stayed behind for the meal. So obviously the rest of the students went home. So why are they called Yasmi? Maybe they maybe in days in those days they had many more students who went home. And only 400 students had to remain behind. It's these students who remain behind that didn't have where to go. And uh, and therefore um unless unless the people behind not because they had nowhere to go, but, but they were very close students, and he only had like 400 very close students. Maybe that's what is. Kevin Mifta remember Abaya, a generation later when the students leave Abaya's place. A generation after that, a papa. A generation after that, a papa. Only two other students remain behind. And they said to themselves, well, if Rabbi Yisim and Rabbi called themselves the same name, then what are we? Yasme, the Yasme, the orphans of the orphans. Okay, we're talking about Bikurim, bring it to the Shalim. So now we're going to talk about a little bit about and payments of judges. And we said we said we got them from the public uh, coffers. We used to pay, uh, we used to pay these Dayonic Zeris. So therefore, now the Gemara comes on and says a few other things. The Gemara says, <clears throat> we said before that they take it from the Trumas Halishka. Trumas Halishka was that people would bring in the Hamachat shekel, and three times a year we take it out. To buy all the kabbanas, come listen. We can't use it anymore. We have to bring new machzah shekel, and there was leftovers in the chamber itself of machzah shekel. That's the trumas. Uh, that's shiyore um, halishchi in the chamber itself. And then when they set aside three times a year, right before each yamtiv, they set aside you know for the next period. There was sometimes left over as well. That's called shiyore truma halishchi. Truma halishchi is where they took out halishchi, and this is left over in these. Um, 
out, not in the chamber, but outside once it took it out. So we said that the Yonim, they get their payment, the Dayonim Zedas, they get the payment from the Trumas Alishcha, from the money that was taken out into these places, into the, you know, to be used for Kabbalah, they use it from the payment that as well. So now the question is, we're going to learn another other bunch of payments that they made from there as well. Says the Gemara. <clears throat> Those people whose job was to check out all the kabbalas to make sure that there were not there were no defects, disqualifying defects. Where did they get paid from? Trumas They got paid from Trumas from that the same government. The money was set aside from um, uh, from that lishcha. Amar Rabbi Yehuda Mishmu. interesting that only Kainim would taught Shechita when we know in the base of Megdish, it wasn't necessarily the duty of the Kainim to shecht animals. Anybody could shecht an animal. But nevertheless, we wanted to make sure that the Kainim knew in case there were no Yisrael in there. So they, we paid them from the coffers of Lishcha. Those people who the Rashi learns with edited the Sifrei Torah. Because there's a law we learned in early in service. You're not allowed to leave behind a Sefer Torah in your place more than 30 days that has not been edited to fix up. And that's the big Shaila Machlik is all these shows that have Sifrit Torah with Kartlach on the outside. Is that really permitted? Because the Gemara says clearly you're not allowed to leave uh, any Sefer that's unedited or that's um, that's uh, that's possible uh, uh, around. Because <clears throat> Al-Tashkin Avla. And Bezin saw that people were lazy, they kept it at home. And so, therefore, they decided to take the money from the lishcha and made it hefkin and said, "Let's pay these seifrim to go around and fix it up." Those women, those women who used to weave the the parechas and nightless chod of the lishcha, they would get paid the, the different curtains in the base of Medrash. They would get paid from the lishcha. Says, is, is, and he says, and I said, says, this is more to do with maintenance of the base of Megdash. So their money came from not from the money that was used for Kabbalah, but from the money used for the maintenance of the base of Megdash. The Prochas were there to, instead of a wall, there was a curtain in the base of Megdash. So therefore, they're part of the building. Mechel has a question that says, women who used to weave the Prochas, who based Garmul, and the family of Beis Garmum, that they, you know, they had activity, Lechmaponim, Almaisa Lechmaponim, and Beis Aftinas and Maisa Toyers. These are families about Nyumelachon Chester. About um, some of them were despised and some of them were were commended. Kulon Hayunait Lashani all got paid. Metrumas Halishchot. So it says clearly that women who wove the Prochas got Metrumas Halishchot, not from the Bedek Abayis. So he said, Hasam there bedavadi. There were a number of curtains of Beis Amigdash. And those curtains that were there purely for privacy, so therefore they're not taking the place of a wall, they're just for privacy, then they did not get from Trumashalishcha. They get from uh, <clears throat> sorry, they got from Trumashalishcha. But those curtains that took the place of a wall, like between Kaidish Akadoshim and Kaidish, that used to be in the first base of Major Wall, 
Um, and the second base of Migdash, we're in Amatraskin, we couldn't, it was so high, we couldn't build a wall that depth um, and so high, unless you made the wall thicker, but then you would be eating, encroaching in the space of the Kurdish Gadashim or the space of the Kurdish. So instead, they made a curtain on both sides and Amapat. <clears throat> so those curtains that took the place of a wall, they're considered Bedekabais, they get money from the maintenance of the base of Migdash. <clears throat> So um says they can further, as we said, Zamab Zaid Zaid said, Amarab Shloishas Baraichas Midas. There were 13 curtain based media, but they're not all the same. Um Mikashem, Shiva Knega Shiva Sharim, seven for the seven gates, Echel the Pishkashul Hechel, one of them for the entrance to the Hechel, Echel the Pishkashul, one of them for the entrance to the Ulam, the antechamber, Bays Bedvir, two inside the base of Migdash, between the Kodesh and Kodesh Kadoshim, they were called, they were there to replace the wall, the Amatraxin. And base connect the Malia. There were another two right upstairs, two rooms, one on top of the Kaiji one top of the Kaiji, and they also needed a curtain. So they were also there. <clears throat> so, and that was in the place of that wall, the Amatraxin. So those curtains that replaced the wall, you took them from Beda Kabais. The rest from Tumas Alisha. Talabah, we learned other payments that were made from Tumas Alisha, Noshim Hamek Gadlas Benay, the part of those children who raised it, those women who raised their children for part of them, if you remember, in Sech Sukkah. We learned that they um, they had a, a, a top of a special rock. They built this whole area on top of a special rock. It was a bit elevated from the ground, plus there was a gap there. So there was any tumor. First of all, it was very unlikely that anybody was buried there. And even if there was, there was a gap of a tefach between the, 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 the actual soil of the ground and this rock. And on top of that, they built this building. And, and the women, in a big, large courtyard, and the women stayed there. Till the kids by mitzvah, and they used to have, uh, they used to make sure that everyone was tired, and uh, they're the ones who, when uh, we looked at the whole they sat in the cow, and the cow was wider than them, so they weren't uh, hovering above any mason to get the water and so on to make sure paraduma was one hundred percent. Because we were very lenient paraduma to show that Sluka they're wrong, and we and we were matame the koyin who actually did spraying rain with tulyaim, then he went to the mikra, and he didn't have to wait for sunset. Tulyaim went to the mikra during the day was enough. This is against the Tukim. So because we were Mako there, we had to be Mahmud everywhere else, extraordinarily Mahmud. So nobody should take Paraduma lightly. So how you know this Khoran Mitrumasalishka. They got paid from the Trumasalishka. Abashom he says, Abashol says, Oima, he says, Nashim Yakaris should be the Shalayan, the rich ladies in Shalayan, the affluent ones, Hoyazan Sayyid will feed these women. Not everything has to come from the public coffers. There were, there were personal, there were people who were very charitable and they took care of it. So, boy, Ravuna asked Rav a question. Clay shots. What about uh, these kalim utensils in the base of Migros that were there to support the Mizbeach? Um, and the Mizbeach itself was a, was a proper building made out of stones, not like the Mizbeach Hazov. That was portable, so that's called the Mizbech itself was considered a utensil. But the Mizbech on the outside, the is considered a part of the building. So, what about the Kalim was meant to serve as that? And the question is as follows Do we say, they were there to support the Mizbech, which is an edifice, or so therefore they were there for maintenance of the base in English? That's, that's where they got the money from. Or perhaps, the Mizbech ultimately was there was the ring of sacrifices. So these clay shutters was there to you know, bring the blood and all that for the clay, for the sacrifices. Uh, or the Ivarim and the limbs to bring it. And therefore, it's part of Trumas Halishka, because that's where the Kabbalists got their, their funds from. Amalai said, He said, Rav said that it comes from the Trumas Halishka because ultimately it's there to support 
to support um, the Mizbech. So he's going to ask a question. Ravuna asks I have a question. It says in the Pasuk, when they finish building the main to the base of Migdash, times in the times of Hayyayah, when they, they rebuilt the base of Migdash, and it says in the Yamin, the Chaloisam Hevi Lifnanach, when they completed bringing for the king and Yehoyada, who was a coin, Eshana Kesef, the rest of the money, Vayasu came in the base Hashem. Then they, you know, it was after they finished building the base of Migdash, left all the money, they went ahead and turned it to Clay Shadis. Uh, clay Shadis. So we see from here clearly that the, the Clay Shadis came from the, um, the money, the maintenance of the house. That's like Rabbi says, it came from the Trumas the one who taught you didn't bother teaching you the But there is a passage, do not make from the house of Hashem, see place, all different kinds of uh, in, uh, instruments and kalim and so on. Uh, <clears throat> so we see clearly in the passage, this money should be used for those who work for the building and uh, strengthening the base of English. In other words, don't use the money for the major base of English for things that you need for the kabbalists. So, <clears throat> so therefore, I'm right. And where do you get that money for that? It must be get a solution. We have a steer One place says you get the money from from Bedekabai. Some place says you get it from Sumsalishka. Like cash is not a problem. Can she go Here is talking about that they raised the money and there was leftovers. And because they were leftovers, therefore they use the money. <clears throat> they hear they raise money for the better goodbyes, but they didn't need they need oh, a surplus of money. Surplus of money, you can use that for clay shadows. But if there's no surplus of money, you cannot take money from better goodbyes for clay shadows. Clay shadows, through something. collecting extra money. How do you have it since it was collected and you told people I'm raising money to build a structure of the base of English? How can you use the money for another purpose? says, When people donated money, they donated it for the base of Megdish, but also because the Bezin there can have the right to make having have Christians so have the right to take their money and say, you know what? We're no longer going to use it for better advice. We can use it for something else. If, and this is what basically said. If we need require that money to make this, fine. But if they don't require anymore, you the clay shadows, let it be used for utensils. Talk about Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel learned clay shadows, Shmuel learned that clay shadis comes from the Trumas Halishcha. Now Rabbi Shmuel agrees with Rav that clay shadis got their funds from the same place where the Kabbalah got their funds, Trumas Halishcha. It says a Pasik, and the Shara Kesev, the left uh, of money, um, and the left of money, they make Kaylee. Ezel Kesev, Sheyesh Leishalayim, which Kesev has left over money. <clears throat> Which Kesev Chatzila, the way you organize it is, is the Trumas Halishcha, because three times a year they would take money out of that chamber and bring it to another place. And there was always leftover money in the chamber. So it was designed to be leftover. Just, it didn't just happen. So now we're changing the passing and saying, when it says Shara Kesev, we're no longer talking about the money from leftover from the maintenance base of Migdash or, or the revamp of it, but rather this is the Trumas Halishcha, because it's designed to have leftover money. And from this Trumas Halishcha, you made clay shadows. Says the Gemara, the aim of say, no, what do you tell me? That there's left over, the money that was left over, in, you know, you set aside three times money, and these, when the money you set aside for Kabbalah, there's always something left over. 
that leftover money, usually play shards. So they want to, how do you know it's a leftover money for the money you already removed from the chamber? Maybe Shirai and Gufa. Maybe it's from the chamber directly. The, the money in the chamber itself. <clears throat> um, um, <clears throat> rather than the money that they took out of the chamber and they set it aside for the next three months in table to pay the shoes, the shoes, the circus, and so on, and the leftover money from that, that's what they use for Kaleem. And maybe it's left over in the Lishka itself. It took money from the chamber, its original chamber. It was from there. <clears throat> um, says the Gemara of Amish language, like, you know what I said, Robert? Oil, oil, it says, um, it says, hot oil, extra hay. And what do you tell me how oil is? That the first carver should be the very first oil. Here, it says the passage, ha keset, the money, which money we talking about? Kesev Nishan. We're talking about that um, the Kesev that where you take out and is always left over. So in the money you took out already, that money you took out, you left over from that is what we use. Mason has another question on Rav. You say that the money comes comes from the Trumas Alishra. It says Akhtaida is the Khtaidas, whole carbonates all the carbonates money, where they come from, Trumas Alishra. Mizbeh Hazov, the golden Mizbeh, which I told you has a status of a utensil because it's portable. And the incense that they put on Lechem Aponi, big clay shadis and general Kaleen. Boy, where did they come from? Another place. Not from the maintenance of the house, not from Trumas Alishcha, not from the money they set aside for the waters, but it comes from the Moisin Nesachim. Comes over from the leftover Nesachim. Sometimes we, we translate Nesachim as a wine. Sometimes we translate Nesachim that includes the wine and the karmic. Anything which is ancillary to carbon is called Nesachim, even though the word Nesachim is something pouring. And we talk about it's a leftover flour that uh, they used to, um, you know, the whole we have a lot of where leftover flour came from, but how the, the, the organized the base makers that they had flour and they always were a bit more generous and then they had to smooth it out on top of the cake. So it was leftover flour. That leftover flour they would sell and that money they would use to buy the clay shards. That's according to this opinion. But the outer chambers. And these are these are buildings, the hazardas and the courtyards. Boy, where do they get the money from? These are the edifices. They get the money from Bedrigabais. What about outside of the wall of the Azadah? For example, the Ezra's Nashim or the Chail, that's the walkway all around the base of Middash or the city of Shalim itself, its walls and all of its towers. They come from uh, they come from the leftover of the chambers of the money we raised for the uh, for the Kabbalists. Zui Shishin, we learned Khaimasid Migasad, wall of the city and tower, comes from the leftover of the Lishka. So we see over here different opinions where it came from. Whether it came from the Naisir, uh, came from Moisa uh, and the Sachim, and so on. So this Akasha, you now say it came from the Trumps of Lishka. Here it says clearly it came from the Sachim, a third place altogether. Even though before we already had Rabbi Shmol. Well, clearly looks like a rav, but here we have a tan that agrees. So you says, you're right. Tanoi, it's actually a big machlek, of tanoi. Some say it comes like rav, that it comes from the Truman Salishka, like Rabbi Shmuel, and some say it comes from other places, like we say right here. Tanoi, it's not we learned. Moisa Truman, the leftover Truman, I what they do it. What did they left over Truman? Let's say the leftover comes as tradition. They can no longer use any of that money. They have to use the new money, the new uh, funds that they raised, Machla Shekel. So what did they do with the leftover money from last year? Um, is they used it for the kuyas of tzipula based kachkudashim. They use it as a gold plate 
um, and they used to cover the floors and the walls in the Kodesh Shekadosh. <clears throat> so, uh, so that's what they did with it. Shmuel said, no, Moise paid us. He's the leftover profits of the fruits, which we'll talk about in a minute. He's the Ketan's Be'ach. They used to buy. Whenever they, they never wanted the Be'ach to be empty. So if nobody came with a quiet day, they would constantly buy different birds or other kabbalas to put on the Be'ach on a voluntary basis to keep the Be'ach occupied. And Moise Truma, the leftover Truma, the Klei Shabbos. Please, Rabbi Shmuel agrees with Rab. The leftover Truma is, uh, is, is the Klei Shabbos. Rabbi Kiva says, Moisa Truma, leftover Truma, I disagree, the Ketim is back, to keep his back occupied. And Moisa Nesach, leftover Nesach, he's the one who said that we learned in the previous Bryce anonymously that the leftover Nesach, that's Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Chanina says, Moisa Nesach, leftover Nesach, the Ketim is back, he was back busy. Moisa Truma, the Chanina agrees with Rabbi Shmuel, who, who Rabbi agrees with, that the leftover Truma, the Ketim is and Rishmol did not agree with Rabbi Kiva that uh, sorry, Kiva and Rishmol did not agree with Rabbi Shmol that the leftover of the prophets went to buy kabbanas to fill with bech. What's going on here? What are these prophets? Paytas Mai, where are these prophets coming? The time we learned Maisa Truma Maya What did they do with the leftover money? They didn't need it for whatever. They had extra money every year. What did they do with it? Loichin Paytas Bazar. They would buy everything on the cheap. And wholesale, and then turn around and sell it and uh, and make a profit. And that profit they didn't use for themselves. They used it to buy carbonas to populate the Mizbech. The Zushin is what we said. Moisev paid us the cats and the paid us goes to fill Mizbech. What mean these two other opinions not agree with it? But now we learned. Moisev, and it's a very interesting argument here. It's an argument till today. Moisev and I'll tell you in a second. Moise Shiyari Lishcha. Ma Haya Oisimen. The leftover Shiyari Lishcha. What did they do with that? Leichin Behen. They would buy Yenis wine, Shmanim oil, the salsas, and, and flour. They took the leftover money to Lishcha. They would buy all the provisions they eat. And the money went for Hegdish. Divir Abishmol. Abakiva says, and the prophets, so they would buy these things, turn around and sell them for cheaper. And the prophets went to Hegdish, Divir Abishmol. Abakiva says, Aim is takrim bishal Hegdish. You cannot do business with Hegdish. If you raise funds for poor, you know, I'll take that money and invest it and, and then turn around and sell and make a business. Bishal Hegdish, my time, alone. why not Hegdish? What's wrong with making money for Hegdish? There's no place for any poverty. It doesn't look elegant. It looks like Hegdish is desperate for money. And if they turn around again, you're not, their union is not to be in business. Their union is to be provide service of, of something spiritual for everybody. If they get involved in business, people misconstrue that as if they're desperate, they need money. And that is not um, becoming of Hegdish. And the same thing with the Bishalani, my time, why not for the poor? Maybe if you're invested in your money, your money is locked up, and poof, you need money for a poor person. You have no liquid assets to give to the poor person. There's an argument till today. If moistness have extra money, are they allowed to go ahead and invest in the share market and all that? The Rebbe was totally against it. And the simple reason is because he might lose it. Look what happened to Mayu, all the hundreds of millions of dollars they gave and made off, all gone. So uh, well, most of it is gone. So um, the general question, and there's a big argument today, if institutions who have extra money, can they invest it in the share market or invest it in any risky venture other than just putting it in a term deposit or you know, some kind of a bank account where they get interest?
Anyway, interesting machlek is here right here. But the mayor the Rakiva says not because we're scared you lose the money, we're scared that we just say it's unbecoming for us an institution to be involved in the business world. Okay, have a good day, everybody.